Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Grow Like a Pro. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankers, and I got Jason Flagel to my left. And, hello, uh, Adam. Hello. And we changed the room around again, man. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you, <laughs> just, got, you guys got to happy. check out our YouTube channel so you can see the video. Know, next, it. It's pretty sweet. It is. It is. Yeah, we revamped everything from Grow Like a Pro on the website and YouTube, and we actually recorded our first full video today. Yeah. Spoiler warning. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, oh, it's exciting it's be, yeah. times for Grow Like a Pro. So, yeah, you future guests and everything, you got a treat. And you past guests, come back on because it's going to yes, be fun. But not, for sure. Uh, it's exciting stuff. It's what we were talking about. It's a lot of work, and the day just kind of flew by us today. Yeah. But. I mean, it's, it's so valuable to everyone. You know, we're able to connect with incredible guests, learn from them. They've got the platform to be able to share with other people. It's, I mean, it's awesome. I yeah. love this and I really, I don't know about you, Adam, but I haven't really found anyone else in the Columbus area that's kind of doing what we're doing. So, yeah. uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to really, you know, serve other people, help them get to what they, uh, you know, get where they want to go, help them accomplish what they want to accomplish. And grow like a pro. I mean, that's it all right. comes back to it. It's just Absolutely. so simple. <laughs> but that's future stuff. That's that's other things. What, what's important today is Lance Schneider. That's right. Yeah, Lance is awesome. I mean, you guys will probably be blown away like I was. I don't know about you, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Lance is just, first off, I mean, he's an incredible personal guy, uh, personable guy. But, uh, you know, he is the founder of LNA Enterprises, which is essentially, and he'll hate me for saying this, but it's a one-stop shop <laughs> for just you wait, listeners. Uh, businesses and entrepreneurs <laughs> to basically have, um, you know, they, they're able to have their uh, Lance's team come alongside them, help them overcome their challenges. The you know basically it's similar to what we do, Adam. You know, really equip them with what they need to achieve the results that they want to have. So, uh, and then he's also the founder of Block O, which is business leaders of Central Ohio. Uh, it's an incredible Facebook group. Uh, I'm pretty sure there are over 3,000 members yeah, right now. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I'm a I'm a member. I think you're a member, yeah. Adam. Uh, Mike uh, with Genesis Marketing Group, I know, is a member. It's incredible. The people there are so focused on serving other people. So, you know, props to Lance for doing that. Um, and he's you know going to share about it in this episode. So, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, hear this conversation with Lance, Adam. Definitely. And before we jump into that, I want to remind everyone, if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to send your questions, your topics, if you want to be a part of grow like a pro and see the new studio and all the fun stuff and say hi to Jason and I just send an email to hello at grow like a pro show.com once again that's hello at grow like a pro show.com and you know we encourage you to go check out our YouTube page subscribe because there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff coming because like mm -hmm. I said we we're hitting that goal Thursday at 6 a.m. every week and that's gonna mean YouTube it's gonna mean podcasting more live things so we got that's some right. fun things planned so we'd love to have you on board so mm -hmm, for sure um, but once again who cares about all that stuff let's get <laughs> to Lance Hello, and welcome to the Grow Like a Pro Show. I am Jason Flegel, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Adam Bankhurst. Hey, guys. Adam, how are you doing today? Doing wonderful, as always. Awesome. Sweet. I'm so excited because we've got Lance Schneider here. Lance is the founder of LNA uh, Enterprises and also Block O, which is the business leaders of Central Ohio. He's awesome. Lance, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. Um, and, you know, let's jump right into the first question. Can you share with uh, our listeners a little bit about your story, your background? Um, you know, how did you get started um, thinking about LNA Enterprises? I know we connected, you know, um, what, a, two months ago? Uh, you shared your story with me, which is awesome. But yeah, I'd love, uh, love for the listeners to hear a little bit more about you. 
It's a lot of questions at one time. Where do you <laughs> Where do you want me to start? Um, let's Let's just start <laughs> with your story. Um, probably, I don't know, a few minute uh, synopsis. So, absolutely. Um, I actually started uh, in the insurance business at eighteen, so three days out of high school. Uh, did not go to college; just jumped right into business. Uh, got started in the insurance business. It's kind of by fluke. Um, I uh, did not want to go to college, and my dad was convinced that if I went to work for him for a couple of months, that uh, I would change my mind very quickly. However, I made about 50 grand my first year at 18 years old in wow. 1994 and decided, Not too uh, bad. sorry, dad, didn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I continued down the line of insurance, which I was actually in until just about uh, a year ago. Um, oh, so awesome. about three years ago, I started investing in, uh, in businesses, mm-hmm. uh, venture capital company, uh, found myself owning about 12 different businesses that I was a partner in. Uh, insurance business uh, with healthcare reform, Obamacare, not Obamacare, Trump, uh, Uh, Mm -hmm. Everything else was uh, not an industry that I I just had enough of it after Mm -hmm. 22 years in the business and decided, okay, I'm going to uh, do something different and I'm going to take on this venture capital role and do more with with working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, things like that. And that uh, formed L&A Enterprises. Um, So it was originally a venture capital firm, invested. I mean, it was kind of like a a mini shark tank, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And... uh, Turned into doing a lot of business consulting uh, with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, startups, small businesses, and uh, like you said, just about uh, everything that those companies need to, uh, from coaching to uh, consulting to web development to social media, you know, whatever yeah. it takes to help those people so really grow their like businesses. So really like the um, one-stop shop kind of thing, <laughs> one-stop <right>? shop. <laughs> I love using that. It, it's funny. I actually <laughs> hate that word because, you know, in the insurance business, we were always the one-stop shop for yeah. your insurance oh, needs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I get that. Kind of, we kind of, I, I haven't heard that since, but that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll run with it. Let's see. I'm bringing up painful memories now. <laughs> Way to go, Jason. <laughs> yeah, so, so 22 years in the insurance industry and yep. you didn't, you know, no college or anything like that. So how did you go from take that experience you learned in the insurance industry and I'm curious if there was anything else along the way that kind of helped you transition into becoming you know an investor venture capitalist and kind of starting your own brand and was and also were you at the same company for 22 years was it kind of the same same thing so no actually uh, my background is I started with Aflac so the duck mm-hmm. company the duck uh, company you can go ahead and quack if you want to <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, at 18 left there at uh, 27 um, actually interesting story which you can find online on our YouTube page uh, and on our university and uh, you know I was uh, millionaire at 23. Um, you know, that's why all these basketball players, football players have all these problems. Nobody tells you what to do when you have that much money at that age. So I started doing a lot of stupid things, uh, you know, drinking too much, partying too much, doing all kinds of things I shouldn't have and ended up going through a divorce and a bankruptcy uh, at 27. Wow. And, you know, went from uh, being a millionaire, living in a million dollar home, driving $110,000 cars to being completely broke. Uh, and that happened in a period of a very quick slide over a six-month period of time. And at that point, you know, like most people, when you uh, hit rock bottom, you have two choices. You can lay down and quit, or you can get back up and you can build something. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I did. I came up with uh, VBA, Voluntary Benefits Agency, and we started our own insurance agency with my now current wife. Um, We started the company. 13 years, grew it into a $4.5 million company and uh, ended up selling it, uh, like I said, just about a year ago. That's awesome. So wow. that drove me to, you know, 
the point where I thought, okay, what, what do I want to do now? And, you know, investing in businesses, you know, the agency was running itself uh, 10 years in, and I was spending 18 weeks out in Utah skiing, which we were just talking about, and I yeah. was spending a lot of time no in South America and traveling. No snowboarding. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, snowboarders. Uh, I was spending a lot of time traveling, and, you know, it was like, okay, what, what do I want to do next? And yeah. investing in businesses was something I had time to do, and I enjoyed more so than investing in the businesses. It was people that I saw opportunity in, people that were struggling, people that I thought, okay, I can help turn this business around, and, and I enjoyed it. Uh, had a lot of fun with it, and decided, okay, um, when Trump was elected, you know, we, we survived a lot uh, in the insurance business, and I give a lot of credit to anybody in the insurance business today. Healthcare reform over the last ten years has had its ups and downs. Uh, it's here, it's gone, uh, and we just decided we didn't want to keep reinventing ourselves every every four years uh, mm-hmm. as legislations and things changed. Uh, it became very political business, and it just wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. yeah. So you know, yeah. we're at our top of our game decided it was a good time to sell, got out, uh, and then we, um, I, I said, what do I want to do with myself? Uh, so instead of retiring, uh, I decided to take all that money and reinvest it into the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's great. <laughs> and that's and start all over again and, and started doing uh, consulting. So we had owned, awesome. like I said, about 12 businesses. We couldn't own any more businesses. It was getting to the point where it was, it was very difficult to manage all that mm-hmm. and decided, okay, how do I continue to help entrepreneurs grow? How do I continue to help people, um, you know, succeed and, and develop? And how do I help people? people that uh, are where I've been and uh, consulting was was the way to do that consulting and coaching so nice and what was the uh, what was the first company that you guys kind of helped out and worked with so the very first company that we got involved with was a landscaping company, uh, which was actually my landscaping company. And uh, a friend of mine, Justin, came to me and said, hey, looking for an investor. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I love landscaping. I always, you know, landscape my own yard. My goal is always, my son always made fun of me. He's like, dad, you have to have the best yard in the neighborhood no matter where we live. And I was like, okay, this is a good idea. So I'll jump in on this. So that, hey. was, uh, that was the first business that I got involved in. That's great. Wow. Um, you know, and today we have hair salons, gyms, uh, fitness equipment companies, a little bit of everything. That's awesome. Did you have like, when you made this decision to get involved in investing, did you have mentally any kind of specific industries or businesses you wanted to get <laughs> involved was an in? Or? Yeah, it was okay. an accident. A friend came to me and you know said, "Hey, I'd like to talk to you." And we went mm-hmm. down to the club and had a drink, and uh, you know made the decision right then and there to to make the investment. And then I was like, "Okay, let's look for some more companies to do this yeah. with." So yeah. opportunities just kind of presented themselves, and it was mm-hmm. not intentional to get into that business at all. It just kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. happy sure. accident. It was a happy <laughs> accident. It just like I said, just happened. Uh, and opportunities continued to present themselves, and we continued to pursue them. So yeah, and you, know, awesome. and you know, consultants kind of have you know their own ways of helping businesses and doing. Doing things and what is kind of your approach when you a new business comes to you or you accept a business into you know LNA or any of these things like how what do you look for and what are kind of the first steps you do into helping these guys turn around and reach their goals so my my investment as far as investing in companies can either be time or money right um, but either way it's got to be a company that I want to be involved in it's got to be a company mm-hmm. that I see potential in you know I'm a big uh, fan of uh, blue ocean strategy and if you haven't read the book which I'm sure both of you actually have oh, yeah, yeah, the blue book. ocean strategy you know how do you, how do you create something completely different than your competition uh, mm-hmm. you know everybody's doing what you're doing I don't care what business it is there aren't many new things today how do you set yourself aside it's kind of mm-hmm. like a consultant so um, looking at businesses is more looking at people uh, even from a consulting basis where I pretty much get paid by the hour just like an attorney or an accountant or anybody else uh, it's got to be a company and an individual that I believe in uh, and I've had clients that I've worked with for a couple of weeks and said you know you're not really following the plan I can't help you change things you've got some other things that you've got to get through first whether it be emotionally whatever it may be um, 
before we can we can really work together and we can we can really accomplish something. So it's got to be an individual that I believe in, not necessarily a business that I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's something that's important because anybody can do anything they want as long as they set a goal yeah. and a plan and figure out how to do it. But you've got to be committed to the process. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we actually had a uh, Dershan Vias from Loud Capital on. I don't know if you're familiar with him, yeah. but yeah, he kind of shared the same sentiment. And you know, you hear that a lot. Is an idea is an idea, but the people behind it who are yep. driving that idea are yeah. you know just as or more important because right. you don't have the people running the ship. It's it's gonna go yeah. the way the Titanic. Is, well, when we had Adam, when we had Ron Greenbaum on, he talked about the importance of surrounding yourself with. Uh, I think he called it the dream team or yeah, something like, something yeah, like that. It's like the, the idea that the one stop shop team. I'm not gonna live that down. I was gonna say we're we're gonna keep bringing that up now. (laughs) One stop shop. But seriously, you You can't perform miracles though. (laughs) (laughs) It's that idea, you know. Like Lance said, um, we're all in the people business, whether we realize it or not. You know, no matter what industry you're in, you're in the people business. And when you're surrounding yourself with um, those kind of people. You want to make sure that they're in alignment with your similar philosophy, how you want to serve other people. Because um, I'm sure, Lance, you you found it too with a service-based business. It's very, very important to have that, you know, that quality, that, um, I guess, devotion to excellence, which yep. is so important. So that's awesome. Um, but one of the things I'm always curious about asking our guest, Lance, is, you know, you mentioned you went through some uh, very challenging things that most people never have the opportunity to go through in their life. Opportunity? Uh, I don't know if that's the right word. but uh, Well, <laughs> yeah. see, well, I, well I, I, at least for me, my opinion is always, you know, no matter what you go through, whether it's a positive experience or a negative experience, it's a learning experience. Yep. So um, did you have any kind of mentors when you were going through those, you know, the issues with bankruptcy, you know, kind of rebuilding yourself when, when those issues were happening that you like, you know, you attribute some of the things you learn back to them, because uh, that's one of the things we love to ask our guests is, you know, a lot of them have had uh, awesome mentors who have kind of been there to, to help guide them along their journey. So that's an interesting question, and I'm a pretty honest person, and, and it sounds arrogant, but the answer is no, mm-hmm. um, because when you're going through something like that, you don't want to be involved with anyone. You don't want anyone's help, uh, mm-hmm. or you wouldn't be in that situation to begin with, so you kind of push people away. Mm-hmm. Um, I had also just left a, a company that I spent nine years with and you know, realized real quick who your friends are and aren't, and people that you're very close to all of a sudden are, you know, they're, they're there so that you can help them as opposed to as, as actual friends. So it was very jaded at that period and mm-hmm. in my life and uh, kind of figured it out on my own. Now, my my current wife um, was there to help me. We started the business together uh, before we were married. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know... um, Probably one of the people that got me through it. You know, my father uh, had always been a huge mentor in my life, uh, but in early on in my career, had a lot of mentors. And I, I always believed and still do in surrounding yourself with people that are doing what you want to do and doing it better than you're doing it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. learning from those people and the things that are actually working. So you know, the the old uh, cliche statement of you know, best ideas are stolen. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's important to always surround yourself with people that are even today people that are better than you and people that are doing things that you're doing. Uh, you know, as far as my networking group, me and Chris. Boyd, are pretty close, you know, someone yeah. that I look up to because he's done what I'm currently doing, uh, right. you know, to a point. So um, that's that's very important. But during that specific time, no, um, that was something I had to get through on my own, something mm-hmm. I had to do on my own. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, everyone, everyone has a different journey and story. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, so Lance, as you're kind of going through this process of, you know, your, your company is focused on helping these other businesses solve their challenges. 
how do you, um, I guess, go about the process of finding the right people? How yep. do you kind of build that important culture that you're you're um, kind of cultivating to serve other people? Is there a set process that you use? And also, how I guess, how big is your team at LNA too? Yeah, like, how does yeah. that? How does the culture work in in your current company? Yeah. So, as far as how that works, you know, I spent about a year, and after selling the company, had the the money to spend a year really developing a brand. Uh, and it gets frustrating in business when you're new in business and young in business. I'd never had to really develop a, a brand from scratch before. I mean, I started in the insurance business with a national company and then was able to establish myself, myself mm-hmm. uh, in the business and then was able to carry that on to my own agency. But when I started LNA, it's real frustrating in the beginning because you are developing a brand. I did a lot of keynote speaking. I did a lot of speeches. I did a lot of boot camps. I did a lot of workshops, and they were all for free. No one was paying me to do them. Uh, I still do a lot of keynote speeches, workshops, develop the the group um, business leaders of Central Ohio to mm-hmm. make more connections, meet more people, got involved with other networking groups, 35 other networking groups throughout Central Ohio. And that's really how I meet people. I mean, mm-hmm. I probably have, there's days where I have 12 meetings uh, in a day where I sit down, have a cup of coffee, have a beer, have a lunch, whatever with people mm-hmm. and get to know them uh, and build relationships, which mm-hmm. turn into then, you know, now people are, are finding me mm-hmm. um, for what they're doing. But it really mm-hmm. comes down to a, a lot of my clientele is people that are just getting started. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a full-time job. I've got a side hustle. I want that side hustle to be my real job uh, or people who, you know, have an idea and they mm-hmm. want to turn it into to a reality and they're looking for someone to help them do that. Uh, a lot of people that are in business that have been around for three, four, five years that are struggling that aren't exactly where they want to be uh, companies, small businesses that, uh, you know, I've, I've been through it. And the things that I can teach them is from what I've done right and what I've done wrong. And as you said, you know, the best things I've learned are from the mistakes I've made. And I don't have any regrets and I wouldn't take any of them back, you know, yeah. even the bad stuff, because of the fact that I've learned, learned a lot from it. So what's different about me and most people that do what I do is I've been there and done that. And I've been where a lot of these people are as far as mm-hmm. building companies, uh, as far as struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can uh, kind of help show them the way, if you will. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. That's great. Yeah, like as as I mentioned before, how big is the team at LNA? Is it? It's five people. Gotcha. That's it. Small group. You know, mm-hmm. we outsource uh, the things that we need to outsource. So, yeah. I mean, whether it be web development or legal or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, filing your LLC, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, accounting, you know, we outsource the things that we need to outsource. And I focus on helping the business grow and mm-hmm. and really helping people be accountable. So, you yeah. know, a lot of my clients are, you know, those solopreneurs. It's just them. And they don't have anybody to be accountable to. And when right. you are a small business owner that is a team of one, uh, you have no sales manager. You have nobody to be accountable to. You have no quotas. And mm-hmm. everybody needs somebody to be accountable accountable to you know just being accountable to themselves is very difficult for most people to do yeah, yeah that's, that's right. that is very true i mean it's easy to just hang out and not do anything so. <laughs> is there is there like a common um or, or a number of common uh, issues that you see with, with the businesses that you're working with are there no like a common commonality that they're facing issues that they're facing yep. um and then i'd love to know how you go about solving those challenges there's actually a couple of them. Um, so commonalities with, with any individual business owner is the fact that most people, you know, I talk a ton about goals to the point where it drives people nuts. I was actually uh, at a bar with a friend of mine on a Saturday, and we were sitting there talking to a lady that was at the bar and ended up giving me her card. She's actually an editor for 614 Magazine. I won't mention any names. And uh, gave me her card, and I gave her my card, and she goes, oh, you're Lance. 
And I said, do we know each other? And she goes, I'm sick of waking up every morning and hearing about goals. <laughs> I said, have you stopped following me yet? And she said, no. I said, well, you can't be too sick of it. And we ended up having a meeting <laughs> and, right. and talking. Um, but, you know, I talk, I talk a lot about goals because of the fact that most people in their life have an idea. You know, they have a business. They have, you know, uh, what they want to accomplish. But they haven't really broken it down to what they need to do every month, every week, every day in order to be successful. So all they have is an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make a million dollars. I want to, you know, have a $10 million business. I want to grow by 20% next year means nothing yeah. if you don't have a plan. And most people's plan is, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. We're coming up on New Year's Eve, right? Everybody's going to make <laughs> yeah. their New Year's resolution, have their That's champagne. Right. You know, I, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to run a marathon. I want to, you know, um, do a 5K this year. I want to do a 100-mile bike ride. I want to, uh, you know, make six figures next year. But that's pretty much where their goals stop. And yeah. a common theme when I go into my my keynotes and I talk about goals, I ask everybody how many of you have a goal and everyone raises their hand, okay? And then I ask how many people wrote it down and half the hands go down. And then I ask everybody how many of you figured out what you have to do every day to get there and nobody's hand is up because people don't plan. People mm-hmm. don't plan, and planning mm-hmm. is is so key. So that's one of the biggest commonalities of, of issues with people in business and why they aren't succeeding is because mm-hmm. they don't have a plan. And again, you need someone to be accountable to mm-hmm. in order to have a plan. When I deal with small businesses, one of the most common issues that I run into is people start small businesses with friends and family, okay? And they start a business with their college buddies, you know, who are their best friends, and their best friends are working for free for a year or two while that company is getting up and running, and then all of a sudden they feel like uh, something is owed to them, and then all of a sudden the business is up and running, and the business owner's killing themselves, and their friends or family aren't doing anything. And they have the wrong people that are still there in their business, and it's very hard to make a decision to make a change Mm -hmm. to eliminate some of the people that you need to eliminate in your business because those people, uh, well, the people that work for me are friends and have been with me a very long time. I've had to make some very hard decisions about people that have been close to me to get rid of because things weren't working out. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the hardest things for a business owner to do is to say, this isn't working, whether it be with a partner, whether it be with staff, whether it be with whoever it may be, it's hard to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. So most small businesses are founded on family and friends. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to make those decisions to break those relationships when it needs to be done in order to grow. And that's why a lot of small businesses fail. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I would also add on to what you just said, Lance, too, is a lot of these business owners don't have an accountability partner to be there. Like you said, they're, they, they're not accountable to anyone. So it's like they can make their goals, but then they can easily not follow, not follow through because they're not being held, but held to uh, fulfill them by anyone. (laughs) Well, it's true. And you see a lot of these people who will have a huge year, you know, their best year ever, and then they never repeat it. And the reason is it's, I had my best year ever, now I can be a little lazy. Now I can take a little time off, and yeah. they never get back to that point. And I'll work with a lot of people that, you know, we will, especially in my coaching, when I'm dealing with individuals, I'll sit down, and I've got several great people that I'm working with right now, um, a lot of great people that I'm working with right now. And the key is we meet once a week. We have homework mm-hmm. <laughs> when we're done yeah. as far as yeah. things that you need to improve upon. And they come back the next week, and they did it or they didn't. Yeah. And, you know, if I meet with you three or four times and you're not doing the things that you need to be doing or you can't get out of bed until 11 o'clock or, you know, you mm-hmm. just didn't work two days last week, I mean, you need you need to figure yourself out before you can figure out your business. Yeah. And that's the key is you've got to be willing to learn. And a lot mm-hmm. of people think they know it all. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you've watched the show Shark Tank, not to keep referring to it, but you got people that come on that show and they know it all. Well, yeah. why are they there? Why are they asking for investment? Yeah. Why are they asking? 
asking for money if they know everything about their business why aren't they succeeding and you've got to be willing to admit that i don't know it all and that's why i'm looking to talk to someone or to work with someone uh Mm -hmm. to grow my business so and a lot of people aren't willing to to accept the fact that their way isn't necessarily the way and i've had that case with clients where they've stopped working with me or i've stopped working with them because they didn't believe in a plan Mm -hmm. or in something different than what they were doing yeah yeah for sure one of the common things that i've seen lance in working with uh, companies is they'll have a goal they'll even um, create a plan but in some cases the the business owners will focus so much on the plan or the strategy that they don't actually take any action so or do you have any like recommendations with uh, some of our listeners who might be you know they they have a goal yep. they've got a plan but you know how how what what are things that they can do or like you said take daily steps to kind of accomplish that is, is there like mental uh, you know maybe a journal that you keep daily like what what are some things that you found that work for you and some of the other business owners the the biggest thing is pushing the start button and we talked a little bit about, okay, you know, when I came in here, I said you, you had sent me a script last night, some information to read <laughs> yeah. over, and I, I don't do that, you yeah. know. And when we do my Facebook Live, you said you had mentioned, you know, you, you like to tune in in the beginning because, you know, I just push start as yeah. everyone's trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, and in life, you need to be able to just push the start button. I talk mm-hmm. to so many people that I run into that everyone, once they find out what I do, wants to tell me about this idea they have. And a lot of people have had these ideas for two, three, four, five years and they still haven't done anything with it. They're scared. You know, I'll wait till the kids graduate from college. I'll wait till the kids, you know, graduate from high school. I'll wait till the house is paid off. I'll wait till, I'll wait till, I'll wait yeah. till. Well, guess what? That day is never going to come. Yeah. If you continue to wait for, you know, something to start what you're going to do, you just have to do it. And yeah. a lot of people spend so much time planning that five years from now, the idea that I had today is going to be irrelevant somebody else is going to do it. You know, mm-hmm. Somebody else is going to capitalize on that. And the more mm-hmm. people I tell about it, the worse that's, that, that's going to be. Yep. So the biggest problem for a lot of people is just pushing the start button and actually doing it. I want yeah. to be an entrepreneur. I want to start my own business, but, okay? And the key is you got to just do it. And sometimes that means quitting your job, getting outside of your comfort zone, struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I always ask on my Facebook Live is, you know, what kind of things did you struggle through? What kind of struggles did you have? You know, what difficulties did you have along the way? Because I think it's important for young entrepreneurs to understand mm-hmm. that everyone struggles in that's business. Right. You know, Ron didn't just start the basement doctor mm-hmm. um, yeah, without right. any struggles whatsoever and, and, and become a household name overnight. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of work to do that. That's it right. took a lot of failure to do that, mm-hmm. um, you know, in order to get to where you wanted to be. Yeah. And he still has uh, issues and challenges today, even yeah, where will. people outside looking in are like, wow, he's so successful. But I mean, you know, too, Lance, it's like when you're a owner of a company, you've there's issues that always come up yep. and you've got to learn how to respond to them um, appropriately. That's so right. that's awesome. But kind of speaking to what you just said, you know, you've already mentioned the uh, bankruptcy and, you know, that whole kind of downward spiral. Uh, were there other um I guess, failures or challenges that you learned from along this journey or even some today that you're struggling with, like, you know, learning, going through the journey on how can I solve these to, you know, become even better? I guess there's there's always struggles and there's always going to be failures. And, you know, I've made investments in businesses that haven't succeeded, mm-hmm. uh, you know, regardless of what I've done, whether it be a, just, you know, not, not a business that could succeed. Maybe it was a business that just didn't have the right partner that I partnered with that wasn't really willing to make the changes. I had businesses that I've invested in that have, you know, made the climb up. And then, you know, when I step away from it a little bit, take that climb back down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have challenges still on a daily basis uh, with different things that we do. 
um, yeah. different things that work, different things that don't work. You know, when I got started in uh, doing speaking engagements, you know, I would go to a speaking engagement, I had 50 people there, and one of the most embarrassing uh, ones I ever did had two people that uh, showed uh, up. Yeah. Those <laughs> so, are two lucky you know, people. <laughs> that's right. You, uh, you know, you show up at these events. I mean, every time we started our, our networking events, you know, we, we've been very lucky that we were yeah. able to build a big network and have great people like yourself that, that are involved in it and support yeah. it. And it, it grew sure. very quickly. But, uh, you know, I made a lot of my failures early on and, and learned to really think before I made made yeah. more mistakes. But, yeah. uh, you know, you, you, you'd be a little bit more careful yeah. from learning. I made all my mistakes at one time, I think. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's still challenges every day that, you know, we struggle mm-hmm. with and, and have to deal with, especially with for four sure. teenagers at home. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we talk about your failures, too. But a lot of times, what especially how I like to learn and I like to teach people is by, you know, real world examples and stories. And, you know, you don't have to give any names or anything. But are there any, you know, certain examples with the businesses that you've working, worked with where there's an issue that you've worked through that, that may be something valuable to the listeners. So let me think how to answer that without the person listening, actually knowing that I'm talking about them. Um, So that's that's a tough question. But uh, I I think the biggest struggle that most people struggle with is the fact that they aren't willing to change. Um, What they're doing isn't working. They're looking for help. Uh, and the problem is always somebody else's. You know, I had a client that I work with that was starting a company. Uh, you know, we had a simple goal of obtaining one new client every single day, and all they were focused on was the fact that you know there was no money in the bank, rent was late, car payments weren't getting paid, and they weren't focusing on. And, and the conversation I continue to have with them is, we can keep focusing on the negative, mm-hmm. which we can't do anything about. Yeah. Okay, or we can focus on getting out of that hole, and we can focus on driving business so that you can grow. And most people are not most people, but a lot of people are so obsessed with the bad situation that they're in that it's hard for them to focus on growing their business and being successful. They're too obsessed with what's going on at home, and what's mm-hmm. going on at home, the financial situation isn't going to change. You know, if you want to quit and go get a job, then quit and go get a job. If you want to build your business, then you're going to have to struggle along the way. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something very hard for people. And mm-hmm. that's something that I've struggled with with clients. And, you know, everybody always wants, you know, it got to the point in my career, something that I struggled with was, I want money, I want money, I want money, I need money. And it became to the point where, you know, people would come to my house, they would see money, you know, they'd see the cars, they'd see the different things, and they would, you know... Uh, want a handout uh, as opposed to me helping them get out of their situation. And that was something I struggled with early on in businesses. I, mm-hmm. So a mistake I made was constantly helping people out and, and losing a lot of money by doing so because those were people that weren't going to be successful anyway because mm-hmm. they kept focusing on the negative instead of focus on building their business. Yeah. Yeah, in most cases, when you give that money out, they're expecting you to do all the work. <laughs> I've I've made that mistake a couple of times as well. You know, I uh, I had a I had a company in Florida um, that I took on as as a client, and it was related to the insurance business. And you know, my comments to them was, I know a lot of people in the insurance business and can really help you grow. And and they took that as you're going to go out and sell my product for me, and I'm just going to work on the back end. And that relationship didn't last very long because that yeah. wasn't the case. My goal was to help market them, help them build. But you know, a lot of clients that you bring on will think that you're actually going to go out and sell for them. And that's not the case. My job is to promote your business. My job is to help you market your business. My job is to help you brand your business. You know, my Mm -hmm. job is to help you be successful, but my job is not to go out and sell your product. And in working with me to think that you are going to have me generate sales for you, that's not what my job is about. Yeah. A lot of people think, you know, people hear what they want to hear. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
see that all the time. (laughs) That is very true. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's interesting too, because, you know, a lot of people, I think the biggest problem, like you said, which is something you brought up before that always comes to my mind is the idea is the easy part. I mean, a lot of people, I, I think of this, I can't remember where it's from, but there's that funny joker graph where it's like step one, like do this step two question mark, step three, make a million dollars. No yeah, one knows yeah. how to kind of <laughs> fill in that middle space. It's just, there, there's always that grandeur of an idea and stuff. So it's, it's just interesting to see people find their ways and succeed and not be afraid. I, I tell this story a few times, but it kind of relates to it. I used to be, you know, an IT manager and the biggest problem that I have with people is whenever a computer breaks or something, they just put up their hands and they're like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know yep. what to do. Yeah. I don't know the steps. Yep. But all they have to do is just maybe Google something. Maybe just go forward, click yeah. OK. Maybe like take that step. Don't be afraid because yeah. like, people are afraid of the unknown. I think that's yeah. one of the biggest issues is it's it is. I mean, it is scary. Like we're not going to lie and say it's not an yeah. easy thing, but people go through it all the time and there's resources and ways out there to to help you get to where you want to succeed. Well, you can find anything on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, it's frustrating me when someone says, I don't know how to use Excel. I don't know how to send a calendar invite. I don't know how to whatever. I mean, you can go to GoDaddy and learn how to build a website. Yeah. Anybody can. It it may not be the best thing, but you know, you can get started. You get better and better and better. better. (laughs) I mean, nobody ever taught me how to, you know, so I'm, I think I'm, older than both of you. Um, <laughs> I'm 87. So we, didn't have, we didn't have email you know, when I started in business. And I was probably one of the last people. So a funny story, people used to laugh at me and still do when I tell the story. I haven't told it in a long time. My secretary <laughs> used to print my emails and I would handwrite the responses yeah. and then she would respond oh to them God. for me. That's so amazing. that's how anti-computer I, I, hope I you, was. I hope you still do that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it, was a, it was a miserable process and she used to it, but literally I'd have 50 printed emails on my desk and it would take me a couple hours to go through and answer all of them and you couldn't read my handwriting anyway. So the responses could have been, I love your mother or something like that. But uh, that's that's what I used to do. But you know, I, I learned how to do it. I learned how to use Excel. I had to give a PowerPoint presentation, so I learned how to use PowerPoint. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something you figure out even today you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was funny. My daughter, and I know she won't hear this, so I can say this. Uh, <laughs> one day after she started driving, which was maybe a year ago, her phone was dead and she had to go to work. Now, her work was literally two turns from our house in order to get to Hamilton Road. And I drew her a map and she said, what the hell is this? <laughs> I said, it, it, it's a map. She goes, I, I can't read this. I can't go to work today. My phone doesn't work. work. <laughs> it doesn't have G- I'm like, I don't know what to do. So, and she oh, had literally man. driven to work probably a hundred times, but her phone wasn't working. She never paid attention to how to get there. And she didn't know how to read a map. And it was just, she, she literally did not go to work that day. Yeah. She called oh, off wow. because she did not know how to get to work. <laughs> wow. So it was interesting, <laughs> but you can Google anything. You can figure yeah. out anything. You've yeah. got to be willing to figure things out and that's something mm-hmm. that's important uh, and people that do that are are, are going to be successful yeah right. and well, you you just said something really really important lance so i think everyone needs to remember is and this is tell a, me what was a it? Huge, <laughs> so this is know. this is like i i say this to so many and people tune in who, next week to find out the <laughs> <laughs> see you guys well I, I i get this all the time that you know i'm, I'm talking with a lot of um, other entrepreneurs uh, who are older and some of them are younger too but they're like you know how do you get into those positions that you've had this awesome opportunity but you you know you've worked with so and so and i want to be working with them i'm always like i i figure out what the person is uh, that I want to work with, I, I figure out what they're facing, what challenges they're going through, and I figure out how I can help them solve that problem. I go to them, I build a relationship with them, and I you're literally just a problem solver. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you just said is we need to have that desire to be problem solvers. You don't know how to use Excel, like you said, 
Okay, solve the problem. Yeah. You don't know, like Adam said, you don't know how to use the computer or you don't know why it's power, not powering on. I mean, figure solve the problem. <laughs> is it plugged in? You know, is the usual cliche. <laughs> you reset yeah. it. Yeah, that's, yeah, the exactly. whole, that's the whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so important. I mean, I, I we can't you can't say that enough. Yeah, because, you know, business is all about opportunities and finding these open doors and getting through them. And it's not a straight path. Like, it's not mm-hmm. something that you're just, you have, like, like I said, I went, when I went, to, I went to Ohio State and I got a degree in marketing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the obvious thought would be, okay, I'm going to go get a job in marketing. And I ended up being an IT manager for about five or six years. Mm-hmm. So I saw a need, you see an opportunity, you see mm-hmm. something, you learn the skill sets, you surround yourself with people, you do a lot of Googling and you, <laughs> yeah. you make mistakes you along the way, but you don't be afraid of those mistakes because, I mean, it's a lesson that we say all the time on the show, but it's, I think it's one of the most valuable things that I think people take for granted is that those failures and those stumbling blocks are, just, like you said, just as important as the successes because they help you get to where you want to go. And it's, mm-hmm. no one has an easy road. No one has a perfect life that's, you know, given to them in most cases, but that's yeah, uh, yeah. it's but interesting. You, you need to know what you're good at as well. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. And yeah. as a business owner, you need to focus on what it is that you're good at. And you do mm-hmm. need to figure things out. But, you know, I have uh, someone I know, not a client, and I, I walked into their office one time and they had literally a wall filled with sticky notes. And yeah. I said, what, what, what is that? And she said, that's, that, those are my ideas. And she's probably going to listen, and she's probably going to know who I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Um, and she said, those are ideas. I go, so what do you do with them? She goes, I don't have time to get to them. Well, at that point, you need to hire someone to get to those ideas so that you can focus on what's building your business and not focus on the things that aren't important. So if you suck at social media, hire somebody to do it for you. Right. Uh, yeah. You can learn it. You can get better at it. But the question is, what does your business need, and what yeah. are you doing? And you know, hire someone to do the things that you aren't good at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Delegation, know, man. Delegation. I build websites, but I just had my own website rebuilt, and I didn't do it because mm-hmm. it was something I didn't have time to do because mm-hmm. I have clients that I need to spend time with. Yeah. So and when I started in business, I hired a social media manager. It was something I didn't have time to do now we manage social mm-hmm. uh, but it was something I had to learn you know mm-hmm. something we learned by by going and by doing so mm-hmm. there's a lot of great apps out there you can do just about anything with an app today <laughs> an yeah app. that's right. Siri will tell there's you how to do that. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no I mean you, you once again you hit on a great point is delegation is so important because we kind of mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit before where people have this idea where they're the best at everything especially these one-man shows and these entrepreneurs are like I have to do everything but like you don't, that's not how you things don't. happen. There's virtual assistants yeah. out there. I talk to small business right. owners all the time, say I don't have the money to hire an assistant. Right. Well, hire a virtual assistant for five hours a week. You know, yeah. Find someone to pick up your dry cleaning or that delivers your dry cleaning. I mean, you know, order a, a, a grocery service that delivers your yeah. groceries. Find ways to Even save those yourself time steps. during the day. That's yeah. right. You know, yeah, you've right. got so many people out there that are single parents with three, four kids at home that are finding a way to do it and mm-hmm. extremely successful and CEOs of multi-billion dollar companies. That's right. So when people tell me they can't, I, I really struggle with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, so Lance, I, I'm really curious. What what is your um, typical daily schedule look like, and what like is there any um, kind of cool project that you'd be willing to share with the uh, the listeners that you're kind of working on right now? So my daily schedule, I wish I knew what it looked like. It, it, it is never the same. Um, yeah. My day Keeps spent, it fresh. There's sometimes where I spend 10 hours at Starbucks uh, meeting with, you know, entrepreneurs and, and, and potential clients and just people that are in our networking group that just want advice and to learn how to grow. And that's something that I'm, I'm always willing to do. I mean, I have actually uh, had had a couple times where college kids have scheduled appointments with me, me 
assuming they were entrepreneurs and you know we've sat there for an hour and a half and they just wanted to, to pick my brain uh, and uh, I think that's awesome that they do that I'm willing to sit down and talk to anybody you know a potential client or not hopefully one day they will be but you know the mm-hmm. reality is everybody I meet isn't going to be a potential client mm-hmm. so my day is spent having a lot of conversations and my evenings are spent doing a lot of project work for for my mm-hmm. clients uh, so people hire me typically on a retainer on an hourly basis and with a set project in mind so mm-hmm. during the day I'm typically meeting with people and talking with people uh, and doing coaching with, with clients, and then at night I'm doing projects uh, mm-hmm. or have my staff working on those projects. So that's that's a typical – I don't really have a typical day. And my day can go until 10 o'clock at night. My day can go till 4 o'clock in the morning sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my day can go until, you know, the weekend, wh- whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's different every single day. Yeah. Uh, as far as exciting projects, uh, we just actually opened a gym and oh, cool. actually had a, a friend of mine, my personal trainer, come to me and say, hey, I'm thinking about opening a gym. And my first comment was, well, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> why, why, why would you open a gym? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And he's like, well, I want to go to L.A. and check it out. I'm like, awesome. I've wanted to ski mammoth. So if you want me to go to L.A. with you to check it out and we can go ski mammoth, I'm, I'm with you and we'll go do it. Uh, this was this time last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just opened, actually, it's been two months, self-made training facility in Hilliard, Ohio. Awesome. Uh, is a new gym, but it is a blue ocean strategy. And mm-hmm. that's what was exciting to it about me is because, or exciting for me about it is mm-hmm. because it is not a gym where you can become a member. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have boxing, we have MMA, we have Olympic lifting, powerlifting, chiropractic, uh, massage therapy. If you can think of it, it's it's there. Awesome. Uh, and our trainers pay rent mm-hmm. every single month, and they literally whatever they make they keep. So it's kind of like the salon, which I own hair salons as well. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife does actually, and uh, you know it's kind of like the salon lofts approach to uh, to physical fitness. So yeah. trainers pay rent and whatever they make. You know the goal is to take these trainers that are making you know maybe twenty dollars on a sixty dollars session at uh, any of the big box gyms. I won't mention names, mm-hmm. um, and they come in and they make that sixty dollars an hour. So we've got trainers literally making six figure incomes uh, that were making thirty thousand dollars a year because their income is unlimited based on how hard they work and promoting themselves and whatnot. So we've got a group of 30 entrepreneurs that are trainers that we're teaching to grow their own business within a gym that we built and they're able to train at. So it's a pretty cool concept. I Uh, love that. And what's the gym gym called? Self-made training. Oh, self-made training. Gotcha. And it's open now? It's a franchise. It is the only one east of Nevada. Oh, okay. So it's an LA-based company. Definitely has an LA vibe. Uh, Like I said, full boxing ring, full MMA cage. I mean, anything that you want, you can find there. Yoga, um, martial arts, uh, powerlifting, bodybuilding, whatever it may be it's over in Hilliard Ohio mm-hmm. and it's just a, a really cool concept our trainers maintain their own fitness company name you know they mm-hmm. don't train under self-made training facility they're not an employee it. of um, they can make as much money as little money as, as they want cool any uh, like thoughts or future goals of expanding another franchise um uh, business to the area or somewhere else that's not near the uh, central Ohio area? Well, that franchise, we own Ohio, Indianapolis, northern Kentucky, so we will be expanding that's that franchise awesome. throughout the throughout the state, hopefully Cleveland, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Dayton, uh, east Go side Browns. of Columbus. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's hard, isn't it hard to be a Browns or a Bengals fan? It is I very. mean, it's really hard to be a Browns or a Bengals fan. It's gotten uh, a little easier this year. It's, it's gotten a little easier this year, but uh, it's, it's really tough. Um, where was I going? Uh, (laughs) as far as other franchises and businesses to to be honest with you uh most of what i want to do right now is not investment it's it's consulting and it is helping people grow their businesses Mm -hmm. so i don't have any future plans to buy any new franchises or new businesses today but that doesn't mean that i won't um yeah 
Yeah. Well, to say that, Lance, that's my next question: is what do you what are you looking to do now for the future? Yeah, because you you know you mentioned a little bit about your past and what you're doing now, but what's your goal for the future? So the goal for the future, I mean, we built LNA University, which is our online university. Mm-hmm. Um, keynote speaking, writing a book is something that I'm finally ten years later actually doing, yeah. uh, or hoping to to get done sometime in the next twelve months. Hopefully, you'll see that before uh, the end of 2019. Awesome. Uh, speaking is something that I, I really enjoy doing and would like to do a whole lot more of that, uh, the keynote speaking, and then just the consulting and the coaching. Uh, I enjoy doing that more. So when someone comes to me today and says, you know, I need investment for a business, my comment is, let's find you an investor if that's what you really need, but let's make sure you actually need an investor before you give up equity and let, let me help you build that business. Yeah. So um, more consulting and mm-hmm. more coaching than actually investing. That's you awesome. know, it's it takes a lot of time to invest in a business, and it takes a lot of your time to to help run a business and be a partner in a business, mm-hmm. and uh, not not up for owning twelve businesses mm-hmm. again at one certain yeah. period of time. <laughs> so maybe as I sell some of them, I'll be interested in in, in investing in some more. But it's yeah. more the consulting and helping people grow their business right now. That's what I really enjoy doing. I love that. That's and awesome. you know, speaking is kind of a big thing. You know, in front of people and in front of you know networking groups and things. And I know you do Blacko and you have things like that. But well, I'd like to get to that after this. But first, as far as keynote speaking, how do you kind of get into the keynote speaking circuit and what do you kind of do to prepare when you speak? Cause I know, you know, a lot of people want to speak, they want to be consultants. They want to tell their stories. What is kind of your approach to the whole keynote speaking and kind of commanding a room, if you will. So everyone wants to speak. Okay. Everyone yeah. wants to talk. Everyone wants voice. to get in front of a group and everyone wants to talk, but you've got to remember that, you know, you're competing with ex-professional athletes, ex-Ohio State athletes, you're, you're competing with, you know, ex-movie stars, people that were semi-famous, and it's very hard to get out there and to, to get hired by major corporations to do so. So when I decided I wanted to speak, I created my own venues, and those venues were free, and, yeah. you know, that was the thing, and now I charge, you know, we do our quarterly boot camps, which mm-hmm. I don't think you've been to one yet, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you're coming to the one on, on the 29th of January. Yeah, I think um, so. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to. <laughs> now you definitely are. Um, so that wasn't a question. Basically. I mean, you know, I, I've always done speaking. And when I was in the insurance business, people always had me come in and speak and people would fly me around to speak. And, you know, I wasn't really getting paid for that because I was working with the insurance companies that I represented and I was happy to do it. But when I started LNA and, you know, just back in January, I decided, okay, I want to speak. So I'm going to create speaking engagements and they're going to be free. And I'm paying for the venue and I'm paying for the lunch. And, you know, people aren't going to pay to come hear me speak when they don't even know who I am. Yeah. Uh, got to the point where we started doing quarterly boot camps where I would bring in you know other people like Michaela Hunt or Mindy Dreyer or Satch Sullinger or people that did have local fame uh, people that people did know to speak at our boot camps and participate and then I was one of the speakers that were there and people enjoyed that and it was funny the last boot camp we had we had such a packed venue as far as the people that were going to be speaking that I wasn't able to speak and I got a ton of emails with people complaining that they would come to hear me speak <laughs> and I didn't speak at that event. Yeah, that's a good sign. Um, so that was a good sign. So now, you know, now we have events in the quarterly boot camps where people pay $75, $150 to come attend those events yeah. and to hear me as well as other people speak. We have a leadership conference that's coming up, but you've got to create, you know, it was again, how do I become a speaker? People aren't just going to hire me, so I've got to create yeah. a need for what it is that I'm doing and get people interested what I'm doing Make so that people will then pay me to come speak. Yeah. Uh, I will still do. I mean, you know, networking groups that are out there and different groups that are out there, I don't charge typically to come out and do a keynote to a networking organization or, or someone that has uh, entrepreneurs that they're encouraging to grow, uh, mm-hmm. things like that, non for 
for-profits like Blocko is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, corporations and things, I will definitely charge a, a fee for speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And, you know, I, you also mentioned that you hate scripts and things. Do you kind of take that approach when you speak? Is it Do you kind of prepare the main ideas and kind of go you know, that people way? People get so mad at me because they're like, hey, we need your topic. And I'm like, I can give you my topic. That's all you're getting because <laughs> I, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Yeah. And I, I found a long time ago, you know, people get nervous when they prepare, prepare for a speech because mm-hmm. you feel like you have to get out everything that you wrote down right. to, to say. Uh, I like to just get up and talk and see where the room is going and make sure that I'm keeping the interest of the crowd. So, yes, mm-hmm. I will put together a PowerPoint presentation when I'm speaking on a specific topic or the, the the 12 or so different topics that I typically speak on do have presentations. But I always tell people when they get up there, I have a PowerPoint, probably not going to follow it. And, you know, <laughs> I'm completely on page seven while we're, you know, back on page one of the, the yeah. presentation on the screen. So, yeah, I don't. It's just real. Yeah. You know, and that's what I teach from is my, you know, you talked about experiences and everything I talk about and everything I teach about. And what makes me different is the fact that. I talk from experiences. Mm, I talk right. from things that I've already been through, things I've already done, things that I already know. And people like to fight about that. And I'm like, you know, I've been there, I've done that. Yeah. And I know the steps that we have to take. Yeah. And they may not be the steps you want to take, but I promise you this is how it has to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And sure. I, I, we talked about this with Chris Borja a little bit is, is people also, you know, when you prepare speeches and you get so in your head, it's another thing with this. The audience doesn't know what you're saying. <laughs> so, like, yeah. they, they don't know. They're not going to, like, say, oh, my God, I forgot to say this yeah. part. So when you get up there and you talk from the heart, like, that's it's more real because you're not trying to just base yourself on something that you practiced that no one else knows what you're going to say yeah. anyway. So it's a, yeah. it's kind of an important lesson to learn. Well, Adam, we've talked about it, too. It's And I think I talked with you about it, Lance, too, in a, one of our conversations that we've had is authenticity yep. is so important. Oh, yeah. It people see through, through it, it yeah, like exactly. immediately if you're, if you're yeah. not real. That's right. When people are doing Facebook Lives or they want to promote their brand, and they want to get out there and talk and they're so worried about oh my gosh I'm going to look horrible on camera or I'm not you know in a suit and tie today or you know it's just people do want to see authentic people yeah, want to exactly. hear authentic people want to know authentic so the very first speech I gave which was a freebie back in January of this year mm-hmm. actually got up there and went through my bio to start and the story that we just talked about today you know I was 23 years old was yeah. a millionaire blah 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 this that the other thing pictures of the house the cars everything and everyone's like oh this guy's an arrogant prick <laughs> can, I, can I say that on the show Please. <laughs> yeah and then I got down to the bottom and I go and in 2008 went bankrupt lost everything and everybody's like oh and then you know at the end of the show people would show at the end of the speech people would come up and people were like you know that was absolutely awesome that you shared your story with us and that's why my story is free on our university it's free on youtube because i want people to understand that you can struggle and struggle breeds success okay and you know a good friend of mine my partner in self-made training facility uh dan wesley i mean that's what he always says struggle breeds success and it does that's how people become successful i don't care if it's in physical fitness i don't care if it's in business you have to struggle in order to be successful and all Mm -hmm. the mentors that you look at out there elon musk and richard branson and you know even steve jobs and everybody everybody thinks these people are just millionaires billionaires from the start you know Uh, Mm -hmm. not true they all struggled every single one of them struggled along the way in order to get to where they were and many of them went bankrupt many times yeah. before they got to where that's they are right. that's right and uh, steve jobs got fired from apple for god's sake yeah. his <laughs> own company that he created yeah, right yeah, tell me about it tell that's me. like that's like <laughs> the <laughs> easiest <laughs> reference to look at is yeah. like, it is built this yeah. company and then boom yeah you're out you're just you know what <laughs> goodbye that's right that's right <laughs> oh man well yeah so we, we mentioned this before and i know i want to get back to this is i'd like to know a little bit more about black o and kind of what you're doing with that whole initiative and how you're building this network and how you're building a good networking event that isn't you know, just like a typical networking, blah, 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 like something that really, you know, provides value. 
video and things like that. Absolutely. So um, twofold. Uh, had my social media manager at the time, Blocko is just six months old, I guess about seven months old now, and had our social media manager, Facebook had just changed their algorithms. And it was, you know, your personal Facebook page, your business Facebook page mean absolutely nothing. People mm-hmm. aren't seeing what you're posting. You know, it's not getting out there. And the only way to have an audience is to create a networking group or to have a group. It didn't have to be a networking group. And then at the same time, in, in uh, January, I decided, okay, I'm, I'm in this business now. I'm going to go network. There's all these groups out there. And I went to one week. I went to five different networking events. Yeah. The same six women were at every single event, and there may have been two or three more people that were there. And most of these were pay-for events. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and I actually said to them, I said, why do you keep coming to these events? If you're the only people that are here, you're going to keep networking with yourself. So I found that, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, most networking groups out there suck. Okay, there aren't a lot of good yeah, ones that are yeah. out. Now, there are some good ones. Of Chris, course. I'm going to say right now, is, again, one of my mentors as far as people that I followed in, in the networking space. But there aren't a ton of great networking groups that are out there. Most of them are uh, spam. They're, they're, yeah. they're people in there, you know, throwing out, uh, you know, money in the air and saying, oh, look, you make $2,000 a day. Come sign up and do this. And yeah. people were frustrated. I would see the comments that people would make in the group. So that, mm-hmm. are there any real businesses in this group? So I decided, okay, I'm going to create a networking group. A week later, we had 1,000 members. One week later, we had a thousand members, and we continue to grow at a hundred members on a weekly basis. Up to <laughs> over Christmas, Whoa. over Christmas, literally on Christmas Eve and Christmas, we gained two hundred and fifteen new members within our networking group. And now I'm not reaching out to people as much as people are coming to us. So yeah. I wanted to create a place for real entrepreneurs to be able to share ideas, uh, to be able to come together and collaborate. And, mm-hmm. and it's awesome because being such a young networking group, at every event we have, there's thirty, forty new people. Mm-hmm. in a room of 50 people that are at an event and people keep complaining that oh there's only room for 50 people because if we're at a restaurant if we're at a venue i mean there's as much room as there is so our boot camp has room for 140 this time yeah. uh which is a larger venue but it, it's a matter of it's a lot of work so when i talk about working till four in the morning managing a group chris is there with me every single night at four o'clock in the morning on oh, on, yeah. on social media yeah. he's like you mean i need to sleep more than four hours a night i'm like you should but i don't <laughs> but, you know it's probably a good idea if you got some more sleep maybe out. i could get more members than you uh, <laughs> but uh hear it, that chris it's a challenge <laughs> <laughs> the gauntlet has been laid down it was it was funny i actually made a post and it said you know we will be the largest networking group in central ohio by the end of the year and Chris was the first person to say congratulations. <laughs> what still, a good guy. I'm still chasing him. We're, we're getting close. But, you know, we have a lot of members that are in common, but we have two really good groups that yeah. people come together to collaborate and people come together to share ideas mm-hmm. and it's not just about selling your product. And how do, how do you kind of avoid that? Like, how do you avoid the people just trying to sell their product? How are the meetings kind of structured or how do you kind of deal with getting rid of the It's excess? a matter of who you keep out of the group. So, um I'll get inappropriate again for a minute. Please. Um, so we, it. It, we have people one day I had, and, and, and we are still to the point where we moderate every single post that goes up. And that takes a lot of time. And we do have sponsors that are also moderators that help with that. One day I had a lady in her trailer selling sex toys, and oh. that post went up. And, you know, there is a professional way that she could have done that where it would have been okay as <laughs> an course. entrepreneur. Uh, but the way she was doing it wasn't very appropriate. So obviously that's someone blocked from the group and somebody we had to take down and keep out of the group. So it's, it's who you let in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one day a lady had a picture of um, a girl bent over a table with a guy with a laptop on her butt and it said this could be us but you're not trading bitcoin oh, wow. 
<laughs> and I actually sent the lady a message. I said, does that actually work for you as far as sales go? And uh, she said yes. And I said, well, that's wow. not appropriate in our group. Yeah, so yeah. Well, you, you got to keep out wow. the people that are inappropriate. And that's yeah. what we try and do from the front. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where we have to actually remove people or block people because mm-hmm. they are, you know, if you're advertising every single day or putting up a new ad every day or where people put their Facebook lives up every single day, mm-hmm. that's not okay. We want people engaging in conversations, asking questions. I always tell people the best way to network is to engage in conversations and start conversations and then message those people and connect with them. They're there to connect and they're to network. But if you're constantly selling yourself every single day, it's getting to the point of spam and people are sick of seeing it. So we have to have conversations with those people. We have to tell those people to stop. If they don't, we've got to remove them from the group. Yeah. Uh, is is really how it goes. So you've yeah. got to monitor the people that are in the group. Uh, and then we have great events, um, you know, and you've got to be involved at the events. You've got to be engaged at the events. You've got to meet people. You know, we have people come in that are shy that, you know, don't want to talk to people. And then we walk them around the room and introduce them to folks. So mm-hmm. we've got a good group of sponsors that are at every event that are really good at keeping people engaged. And we've got mm-hmm. a good group of people that keep out the, the spam from the group. So right. it's, it's hard to do, but that's why we created it. So mm-hmm. you got to put the effort. Now, in the Lance, is, so is there a financial cost to, because you, you mentioned sponsor. So is there a fina- fin- financial cost to being a sponsor? And what does mm-hmm. you know a, a sponsor get if they uh, decide to do that kind of thing with you? Yep, your the, group. the group is free. The events pretty much are free. Mm-hmm. Um, we do charge $9 for a happy hour, but it includes drinks and food. And the only reason we do it is when we're at a restaurant. You know how Facebook goes, 180 people are coming and 50 of them show up. So yeah, we yeah. actually have them put a, a financial commitment to that. But as far as sponsors go, sponsors pay $250 a year or $30 mm-hmm. a month to sponsor the group. And they're the only person in their industry that sponsors the group. Mm-hmm. They attend all of our events for free. They get to speak at all of our events. They get to be sponsors at our boot camps, which costs $250 by itself to mm-hmm. sponsor a boot camp. Uh, and quite honestly, their $250 helps pay for our events and helps fund the different things that we do that mm-hmm. we don't want to charge people for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have special advertising rights within the group and things like that. And we actually have a sponsorship page uh, on our new website, the Blanco awesome. page that, you know, gives, you know, those are our referrals that, mm-hmm. that come through the group as well. That's great. That's awesome. Oh, I they, love that. They have to be people that we believe in and we trust and know we're doing a good job as well. We don't just yeah. accept anybody as a sponsor. Yeah, for sure. I know, I know a good sex with. toy company. If you Do yeah. you? Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it. I don't oh, think there's boy. much I haven't seen. But, uh, yeah. And how, how often do you hold these events and when's the next one? So we have events actually twice a month. So we started just doing happy hours and a lot of people were like, okay, we can't do it at night. So now we started doing lunches. Mm-hmm. So on our... Um, Facebook page, uh, Business Leaders of Central Ohio. You've got the events, and all the events are on there. So off the top of my head, I can't tell you when the next one is, but I know we have two events in January. Cool. Uh, Actually heading to the west side because most of ours are in uh, Westerville, New Albany area because that's Mm -hmm. where I'm at. But our next one is a happy hour actually at Dave & Buster's over in uh, in Hilliard. Nice. Cool. So a good place to have it. One of those coming up. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I love that. Oh, yeah. Well, Lance, we are coming kind of to the end of the show, but – what one thing that we kind of like to touch on before we kind of wrap it up is, you know, when you're not working and, you know, making millions of dollars for businesses and changing <laughs> the world, what do you like to do in your free time? I know you mentioned skiing and other things. What, what other stuff do you kind of like to do when, when you have some time to yourself or with your family? So it's, it's funny. Um, again, 
a year ago I was semi-retired and yeah. I had plenty of time to spend 18 weeks in Utah. Loved to ski, oh, big man. skier. Uh, would live out west if I could. Yeah. Um, you know, love to uh, uh, cycle. Big cyclist uh, this year. Pelotonia. Did not get a chance. I, I've done five Pelotonias this year. I actually did not have time to do it. So, oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, I did do Grand Fondo New York this year. So that was uh, in uh, March or April, and that was my my only uh, race this year. And gotcha. I actually did it without a whole lot of training. So it was uh, not a pretty sight, but oh. I finished. I was third to last out of a couple thousand people, but I crossed the finish hey, line. That's all that matters. Um, so cycling, um, obviously, uh, skiing, those are my two big, big passions as far as things that I, that I love to do. Nice. That's nice. Awesome. And I know I mentioned the Browns and Bengals. Are you a Bengals fan? Or a Browns fan so I was or? born in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, grew up in Columbus, spent two years in Cleveland. So I haven't really <laughs> been a fan of either lately. <laughs> like I said, it's hard to be a Bengals or a Browns fan. I'm an Ohio State fan. Yeah, there you go. That counts. Yeah, yeah that's kind of easy. That's kind of easy to do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Indians fan. As far as I got to pick baseball, I'll pick the Indians. There as far as an Indians fan, yeah, I like that's it. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> so, Lance, what's um, what's some of the best ways that people, our listeners, can get connected with you? Uh, any social media channel you pick it, Lance Schneider, S H N I D E R, or L N A Enterprises. You know, L is in Larry, N is in Nancy, A is in Adam Enterprises. And a lot of people ask me how L N A Enterprises came to be what the name stands for. Yeah. Uh, it was actually just a company that we had put on the shelf. Uh, it was supposed to be L and A, Lance and Andrea. Mm. It was filed as L N A. So we just kind of went for it when we started like the it. company. Oh, it was already there. It was already filed. So hey, people ask what it means. And, and there you go. But any social media channel, you know, email Lance at LNA hyphen enterprises.com uh, is the way that you can reach me as well. But really on any social media channel, Facebook is probably the best one. That's awesome. Well, Lance, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, you know, have this awesome conversation with us. That was great. You've definitely shared incredible information for the listeners. So I know Adam and I would love to, you know, have you back in the future as a, a guest to even give, you know, further update on where you've, uh, you Once know, you get the book going, yeah, yeah that'll be the book. Yeah, yeah we can have you back on to, to talk about your book. So. I figure the more I talk about it, the more I'll have to make it happen. Right? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> got to be accountable. Yeah, now you've got, you got the accountability. You got to answer to us now. You got to make it happen. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna follow up with you every ten minutes. So. That's right. Perfect. 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 <laughs> All right, Lance. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lance. Absolutely. Thanks. And we are back. Back from our talk with Lance, and back I, I, I kind of miss future. him. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, or <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Future, one of the two, whichever one oh, you yeah, want to take. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, was, uh, once again, I I just love that. There was another great conversation. I love our one-stop shop jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, I know it, just, it fits so perfectly. <laughs> it's, it's such a great thing. I know it's cliched and overused, but yeah, I love right. it. I love it. Well, I mean, he's got a proven track record of doing that. So yeah. if there's anyone I feel comfortable saying that about, you know, I would say that him. You know, same way, same thing with, we say with Genesis too. You know, with Genesis Marketing Group, we, we like to say we're a one-stop shop. So yeah. we're actually um, in talks with Lance right now, Adam, which, um, you know, we can't really release all the details yet. Stay tuned Secrets. for that um, break, uh, I guess, breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> when it's released, it'll be brief. Yeah, that's right. But Lance, uh, again, incredible guy. I just obviously. love, he's got, he's got the perfect kind of lead-in. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like something out of a sales pitch or something crazy, but it's like, I was a millionaire at 23, and then I lost it all. Stay bum, tuned. Bum, bum. <laughs> I just love it. It like immediately gets your interest. So it's yeah, it a, does. I know he's just, I, I just love his, his frankness, his authenticity. And you could tell that 
he's speaking from his experience and his heart and it's it shows like i said yeah, i for sure that, i just I, I really appreciate those people that aren't trying to pander to everybody else and do stuff and lance yeah. is his own individual and it it shows that's how he found a lot of his success so yeah for sure well i mean he's all about serving other people yeah um and you know lance actually asked adam and i to kind of share about a really awesome upcoming event uh, lance has got the lna leadership boot camp on january 29th so you know lance will tell you it's the best leadership conference <laughs> I mean, period <laughs> uh, but it's so awesome he's got incredible speakers um and if i can say so i'm one of the speakers so what <laughs> oh my god <laughs> really uh, honored you know and privileged to have that opportunity to share this does stage lance with know what he's people. getting into because I, I, <laughs> I don't I, think he knows i'm gonna, I'm gonna call no. him real quick i'll be right back <laughs> no it's a great honor it's, it's such an awesome thing and it's yep. it's so great you get to be a part of it so I, well for, i mean the lance shared with me the the uh, adam some of the key takeaways that people are going to get from this leadership boot camp is, you know, you're really going to get the key takeaways of learning how to become a better leader, whether, you know, you're a solopreneur or you've got a a larger business, you're going to learn how to grow your business through your leadership um, abilities, skills, that kind of thing. You're going to learn how to be a a better communicator, which as a leader, I'm sure we both know, Adam, that uh, to be a a really good leader, you've got to be a great communicator. Yeah. Um, the keynote speaker is coming all the way from British Columbia. She has her own company about learning how to communicate to different people with different personality types. Oh, there you go. So exciting. So really excited. If you guys are interested, I highly recommend going to check it out at bit.ly forward slash leadership bootcamp. That's bit.ly leadership bootcamp. And that's leadership with a capital L. Boot with a capital B and camp with a capital C. And when is that again? It's January 29th, Tuesday, January 29th. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a that's a it's an exciting thing to be a part of. So for sure, I wish absolutely. you luck, and we look forward to hearing about the boot Thank camp. You. Oh, I'll be sure to share it around on the, my different social media platforms. I'm sure we'll share it with Grow Like a Pro Show and Genesis Marketing Group yeah, as well. And speaking of which, you as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, and as always, if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to send questions or topics or concerns, or if you have any ideas of future guests you'd like us to have, or if you would like to be on the show, be sure to send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that's hello at growlikeaproshow.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Adam Bankhurst and Jason. I am at JJ Flagel. Yeah, and I will uh, pass it over to wonderful Jason to talk about our sponsor, Genesis Marketing Group. For sure. And, you know, Adam and I like to say that Genesis, again, is a one-stop <laughs> shop. <laughs> All comes back to For, uh, you know, businesses, entrepreneurs really looking to accomplish something in their business. And by something, I mean, you know, make more money. Uh, get their message, their story out there, and then ultimately at the end of the day, bring in more customers and better serve the ones that they have right now. So, you know, we are blessed to have that opportunity where, you know, we've got a studio space. Thanks thanks to their support, uh, we're able to deliver incredible value like this, our conversation with Lance to you guys. So, you know, if you're looking to um, basically get services for marketing and promotion, Highly recommend checking out Genesis at genesismarketinggroup.com. And that's Genesis with a J. Yes, it is. <laughs> thank yep, you, Jason. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we uh, once again just want to say thank you all so much for coming along for this ride this week. 
And we're looking forward to our first video adventure. That's right. Next week. It's going to yeah, be, be sure to uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah, subscribe on YouTube. Leave us reviews. Be, be a part of the show. Like I said, that's we're building a community here. And this is not just for us. We're building it to help Columbus and beyond and help people reach their goals. And that's that's the truth. It really mm-hmm. is. I yeah, mean, absolutely. We've, we've, we've aligned with people who have been through it all and seen the highest peaks and the lowest valleys. And we want to help people avoid those things and find the... The, the success that they desire. So absolutely couldn't have uh, said it better myself. I know. It's a, it's a, you know, that's why they pay me the big bucks. $20 a year, baby. That's right. <laughs> wow. You get more than my, I do. I'm oh, a $10. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one day, one day, my friend, one day. Well, everyone, once again, thank you so much. We hope you have a great day and or night and we will see you next week.